Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. You know, Pat, um, Mm -hmm. today I was listening to uh, last week's episode on the Pirate's House, which I got, it's a great episode. You listen to our episodes? I listen to our podcast, yeah, you know, and I gave it five stars. It's kind of perverse, but that's fine. You know. And, uh, you know, I was thinking what would go well with that episode in particular mm-hmm. is to I, what I wish I would have done is was, I wish I'd sat there, put on the old AirPods, mm-hmm. played Pirate's House episode and sat back with a nice tall glass of Pickney Ben's Navy Strength Gin. Oh, man. When you're fighting pirates, you're going to want that Navy Strength Gin. <laughs> you're going with the Navy on your side. That's right. And there's no better Navy strength gin than Pickney Ben's Navy strength gin because it's the naviest and the strengthiest. Mm-hmm. Next time you, when you see pirates coming your way, you're going to be, I want you to be like Popeye. You're going to pop open that can of, of Navy strength gin mm-hmm. and it's going to arc into your mouth like a rainbow and it's going <laughs> to flood into your body. You're going to get super strong and you're going to fight those pirates mm-hmm. and you are going to take them down to, um, to, to you know, to to get in your ass Clint kicked by Pirates Town. Town. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> maybe it. <laughs> so uh, it's real good. It's made with real Navy men. And you can get some if you go to P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. Pick me, Bend. Uh, Navy Strength Gin. I'll be, folks, no joke. That's got some kick. So um, it's you're going to you're going to go out kicking and it's going to go out kicking you. Mm-hmm. So uh, be careful with that one. But it is delicious. And drink responsibly. And Get and get those pirates. Hello and welcome to Is This a Ghost? <laughs> I'm your host, Clayton Smith. And every week I tell my, I tell a real ghost. Are you real? real <laughs> every week I tell a real <laughs> ghost Stop story. Stop interrupting me in the middle of intro. History, I will kill you. To my real friend, Patrick Dean, who doesn't take it real seriously. Patrick, it's spooky season. Did you finally put labels on the buttons? You seem pretty nope, I'm doing this in ah. a very complex way. <laughs> through my phone, through the mixer, into the headphones. <laughs> I can't put these into the mixer because the my school owns my computer and they will not give me admin access to update uh, my mixer software, which would give me access to my own mixer buttons. Right. So, um, but, uh, but it's spooky season, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> the halloween is in the air mm-hmm. it's september 6th and it's it's time to be spooky mm-hmm. i mean it'll, this is, when does this get published though next one week from today <laughs> <laughs> uh mid-september uh, spooky <laughs> september is in the air Mid-September is in the air. It's 90 degrees outside, and it's spooky season, everybody. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome to Halloween. Are you not feeling the Halloween spirit right now? Mm, not at the moment, no. I mean, I 
it doesn't really get spooky for me until um, I start seeing the Christmas decorations up at Walmart. That's when I know. <laughs> well, you haven't been going to Costco, my friend, because those decorations <laughs> have been up since early August. <laughs> and I decided if Costco can do Christmas from August mm-hmm. until Christmas time, then we can do Halloween from at least September 1st. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's spooky season. We're claiming spooky season. We're taking it back. Mm-hmm. It's spooky season now. September is spooky season. October, obviously spooky season. Mm-hmm. November, I think, too, could be spooky season. All the way up until, like, yeah, Thanksgiving Eve. I think well, it's, think, it's no, still even like That's true, but even if you think about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. they, the thing, the, the events that led to and followed after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. th- that they created a lot of ghosts. Like fam- oh, the, like the famine and such. Like white people yeah. coming to, oh, you know, the, yes. Okay, Which, yes, yes famine yeah. is part of that, yeah. for sure. Violence and famine, okay. Yeah, 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 pestilence, plague, all those mm-hmm. things. So that spooky season... Um, Christmas, Christmas could be spooky too, because, um, I think as we talked about, yeah, yeah, it's very, (laughs) we don't even need to explain it. Um, January, maybe not spooky season anymore. This is boring town there. February is a little spooky. Mm -hmm. You got Cupid who is, um, from mythology. Yeah. And it's it's an abnormally short month. Like it. Yeah, that's weird. What's wrong with that? You can't trust it. Yeah. You can't trust it. And still, you know what? Actually, January is too, is also spooky and February Mm -hmm. for the same reason. It's all, it's dark by 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. That's spooky. (laughs) Um, March definitely, uh, the leprechauns come out in March. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I've seen that movie. So that's spooky. Mm -hmm. April. What's April? April. Is April safe? Nothing at all. April might be a not spooky month. So that's the end of spooky season. Mm -hmm. And then May 1st. Pretty spooky, back up. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we start yeah, start right back up. Yeah, I've seen Midsummer. I think that feels like a May Day movie to me. I don't, yes. yeah. I don't know if that's right, but it feel it's got a May Day feel to it. That's spooky for sure. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a summer solstice thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like a yeah, which is not day. May, <laughs> no, but, but you know, it's, but very it's got close. the vibe yeah. for sure. Absolutely. June, June is June safe. June feels safe. Is June my, safe. My favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. June's good. June's mm-hmm. clear. July is pretty safe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and August is pretty safe. Yeah. Although, I mean, August is starting to get a little spooky. That's true. It gets, you know, it's, it's close to September. Mm-hmm. And September is spooky season. Mm-hmm. So yep. most Any, of the year is spooky season. Yeah. It's spooky adjacent. Therefore. Spooky. Yes. So welcome. Welcome to spooky season. <laughs> um, we. <laughs> so Maple has been. She's. Uh, the, I don't know. I may have mentioned this before, but like six months ago, you know, like in dead of winter, she uh, she turned to me one day. She said, "Daddy, Halloween is in my heart." <laughs> and I said, "Maple, you're three, um, and it's the best thing I've ever heard." And uh, and she started asking about Halloween music like a month ago. She wanted to start listening to Halloween music in the car, mm. and okay. so she's been on the Halloween track for since since August. And uh, and she asked if we could do the Halloween decorations, and I said. I love that. I love that you're asking. Mm-hmm. I love this energy. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I said, but we don't, we haven't been in our neighborhood very long. <laughs> it's just, you know, this is our second <laughs> Halloween here. And so I don't want to, I don't want to be too off putting right. yeah. for the neighbors. And so I said, well, when other people start putting up their decorations, then we can start. And I came home from, from a meeting the other day and I walk in the house and it was daddy, daddy. And she ran over and I said, what, what, what? She goes, someone has a Halloween decoration up. And there is some person who, uh, on between our house and preschool 
has one single statue that you just planted in the yard. It's this like eight foot tall Freddy Krueger knockoff statue. Um, and it's just hanging out in his front yard now. And she saw it and she's very excited. So, um, so here we are. So we're decorating for Halloween. It's September 6th and it's, it's Halloween-ish over here. You feel so dumb when it turns out that was like your actual haggard old neighbor just sitting in his front porch. <laughs> well, he's so tall. I mean, listen, as a fellow tall person, you have you you got to be responsible for that. You can't just lurk. You have to know, like, oh, this is lurk mode. I got to stop this. I will excite the neighborhood children. I have this problem all the time. So, um, so what? That's good. So it's it's Halloween season. This is a season for our podcast. Obviously, things are going great for us. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? Um, I'm going to be um, Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie. You're gonna have to grow your hair out. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to grow a lot of things great out. Great hair. Grow some of this out. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, hair yeah. everywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe Charles Ingalls, huh? Charles Ingalls. You could be the Highway to Heaven version of Michael Landon. Well, so it's not really a, looked um, exactly the same, yeah. <laughs> but different clothes. <laughs> Gloria, Gloria really wants to be a little, you know, uh, Laura, Laura Ingalls Wilder. And okay. nobody else in the family wants to be part of Little House in the Prairie. I said, well, <laughs> God damn it. I will be Michael Landon. She's like, what's the character's name? I said, I don't know what the character's name is. But it's I know Charles. he was like. You're embarrassing yourself. It's he was, Charles Ingalls. He was strapping. I remember that much. He, he was, was strapping. very, he's very strapping. You yeah. are, you. that's true. You are the exact opposite of Charles Ingalls. <laughs> it's going to be you got a lot of costume. work to do. <laughs> um, well, that's good. Uh, I support that. You got to carry an axe around on I Halloween? Have to. Have to. That's what Charles, yeah. Yeah. This is a good time to remember. So, uh, as you know, Pat, we've got a lot of new listeners the last few weeks. I've so heard hundreds, in fact. It's really wild. <laughs> it's it's overwhelming, uh, a little terrifying. But welcome, welcome, new friends. Uh, listen, and here's the deal: if you this one of the things that we like to do here is do our best to to build a something of a community. I think. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, of living people. Uh, yeah. Well, we talk about dead people, but we 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 like living people. We prefer the company of living people to the yeah. company of the, also, of the Apple non. doesn't count. They don't count downloads from dead people, we found. That's right. We <laughs> so tried. That's very important to us. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so we, 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 we see a lot of really fun engagement with our friends on Facebook, commenting and stuff, and on Instagram, and it's good. Also, the other thing that we haven't talked about in a while, uh, as Patrick, you may remember, we also offer listening parties. Mm-hmm. So, dear friends, if you are enjoying this, and we we want to help you you build your community too. Mm-hmm. You might be sitting at home thinking, "Gosh, I have so I have friends, mm-hmm. but they don't want to come see me. What could I do to make my <laughs> friends come see me? I'm pretty sure they're real friends of mine. Like, could I buy chips? Maybe. I don't know. It sounds like a couldn't lot of work. Though. Yeah, couldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> what could yeah, I could do, do without leaving the couch? Is the big yeah. question. And we have an answer for you. Maybe maybe you have a new job. And you're like, how do I get the people here to hang out with me in like a like a like a casual way, like out, mm. off work hours way? Yeah, not but I don't want them to think I'm weird. Yeah, not could be sexual, and I don't want them to think I'm weird. <laughs> um, so we have we have an answer for you. So you can if you you can get, gather some friends of yours and you tell them, hey hey friends, come on over to my to the place where I live, mm-hmm. and let's all listen to an episode of Is This a Ghost? It's mm-hmm. really cool, fun pretty funny podcast uh mm-hmm. that exists and if you do that and you let us know in advance you're gonna have a listening party what we will do i mean certainly you hey friends you can listen to any of the the episodes we have out there mm-hmm. but dozens. if you let us know dozens and oh my god we're getting we're not not too far from 100 uh, which is pretty weird <laughs> uh but if you want we could also send you the secret episode that we only send to people who host listening parties mm-hmm. 
we have an episode we recorded, I think it was now over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We never released it, but we do send it to folks who do Mm -hmm. listening parties. It's a shorty, but a goodie. It's about the Appalachian crone, the Catskills crone. That's Mm -hmm. what it's called. (laughs) Pat, what do you remember about the episode of the Catskills crone? Very little. Honestly, very little. I, I remember it was one of those that genuinely did scare me and uh, had a whole bunch of terrible decisions made by people, like famously, mm-hmm. famously bad decisions made by people. Um, mm-hmm. And we spent pretty much the entire episode just uh, making fun of the terrible decisions that people make regarding the Catskills yeah. crown. That's so. kind of our shtick. So we did what we do, except this one is about, uh, we did what we did about um, a wooden doll. That's, it's basically a voodoo doll that some folks found uh, in a cave in, uh, in the Catskills with nails through its eyes. And if you want to hear that, then you let us know. Just send us an email to uh, isthisaghost at gmail.com. Let us know. Say, hey, we're having a party with some friends. Here are the names of the friends. If you do that, we will send you that episode that no one else gets to hear. And also, we'll even uh, record a little personal intro for you. Mm-hmm. We do that sometimes, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I Maybe like send like along it. some of your interests. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. eye color. Just, you know, stuff that we thought we could kind of work into the... Yeah, normal stuff. Um, yeah. You know, kind of weight, like smells. body shape. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and we'll send you. So we'll send you the episode, and we'll send you the intro, and we'll send you a changeling, and um, then mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll take over your life, and that'll be really mm-hmm. fun for everyone. So mm-hmm. please yeah, do that, especially for you. If, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because what's on the other side of that for you? Oh boy, <laughs> can't talk about it, but <laughs> you're gonna love it. Well, anyway, do you want to hear a ghost story? Sure. I've been recording for 75 minutes. Why not hear a ghost well, story? Well, part of that is audio problems. So, oh, this is a good reminder, too. Hey, f- hey, friends, dear friends and listeners. Uh, I don't know if this is going to come through in the final. Patrick has been having some strange audio uh, issues that we haven't been mm-hmm. able to quite pin down that may or may not still be happening mm-hmm. by the time you hear this. There's no way for us to know. No it's way possible. Really? And if you know an audio engineer <laughs> who would like to work for free for a podcast that makes no money, then please... Is this a ghost at gmail.com? <laughs> we could use the help. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, let's get into it because this this is a doozy. So this is one that we posted. I posted on the, the Facebook page last week, and I, I had two options. And I said, hey, folks, do you want to hear uh, the, the old Irish ghost, uh, the old Irish wizard ghost, mm-hmm. or the American desert horror? Mm-hmm. And I think you picked Desert Horror, I but did, most I people... I did go for Desert Horror, yes. Yeah, and most people picked the uh, the Irish Wizard yeah. Ghost. And it's hard to say which one of those is the better. They're both insane. And we'll do the other one next week. But uh, since the, the, the masses have spoken, so this, this is really something. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, Gerald Fitzgerald. Ger- what? I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I and this is so this is this is the fifteenth century. So mm-hmm. it, it's probably like Gerald Fitzgerald. I don't I don't know if that changes the dynamic for you or not. Yeah, the, I, I we, you know what I don't like about that. Here's I, I know we're not very far into it. Here's what I don't like about this. <laughs> okay, please go. go so off. you every every few years there's some sort of article about like the top twenty five names that the Canadian government has, you know, made parents change for their kids. And it's always like, you know, Satan. Or like sure. you know, Kleenex or Sorry, it's something I've like that. I've never seen this article before. Is this you a common thing? It. It's it is it is a it, it's a scene. I promise you. Every year, it's like the twenty five names the Canadian government has made parents change. Um, 
I'll wait. Go on. I'm. I can go see. On. I'm, so I'm googling. Just go on. And, and you know, and there, it, it's it's always a it's always a, a riot. Although it's usually you know, pretty sad families. I can imagine that are like, you know what? I'm just I'm tired of everything. I'm just gonna name all my children Satan, and we'll just let everything get sorted out. But I think they need to step in for shit like this, like naming your kid like John Johnson and Jim Jimson and Gerald Fitzgerald. I, I Jim think. Jimson. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like think. I don't think. I don't think that kid deserves this, you know, any more than they deserve to be called Satan or Kleenex for the rest of their life. Yeah, Gerald Fitzgerald is a. That's mm-hmm. it's a statement. Mm-hmm. Say this, it's a statement. It's a statement saying we don't have a whole lot of names in the list, and. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh no! So this is I. <laughs> I usually never check my texts while doing the show, but I. I while you were talking, I was finding anything on google and i thought well i'll just i see a, a notification i'll check and um my colleague don just texted me and all I, she texted me two things i can only see one of them in this window and the one that i see is also never do a british accent again and i got bad news for you don this one <laughs> this is this is not the time to have read that because <laughs> boy oh boy here we go uh so gerald fitzgerald was born in 1487 mm-hmm. at kilkea castle in County Kildare in Ireland. Um, and I, I think I've been, I've been through County Kildare. Okay. I may have been to Kilkea Castle actually. Like in, when I went to high school, I went to, to London and through Wales and Ireland. And I mm. think, I think I've been to Kilkea Castle. Mm. And I, I don't, if, had we been doing this podcast 30 yep. years ago, that would have been, that would have been great to have known. Yeah. Um, it would have been really great because we would have been the first people ever doing a podcast and we'd be like quadrillionaires by now. We'd be but, the Joe Rogans of this Oh thing. my God. We would have so many of, of the fucking free socks by now, but oh well. <laughs> so how, how many of these castles do you go and visit before you're just like, this is another abandoned you know, pile of rocks? Uh, the answer is one. <laughs> you go to one, you're like, this is it? <laughs> all right. I mean, it's cool and all, but they're pretty small and they're pretty cold and they're pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty moldy. And mm-hmm. you think... Um, People lived here, huh? Yeah. Huh. Well, what a terrible huh. idea that was. Okay. It's well. not, uh, not like the pictures I've seen drawn by hand in storybooks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he was born in one of those. And uh, so so his, so his Gerald Fitzgerald's father, he was the eighth Earl of Kildare. Mm-hmm. So he was an Earl. He was a, he was a Lord. Now, when, uh, when his father died in 1513, Gerald Fitzgerald, he becomes the ninth Earl of Kildare, because that's how numbers work. Mm-hmm. He so he inherited the uh, the earlship, I guess is maybe how you say that, and he also inherited the position of Lord Deputy of Ireland. So this family's a big deal. Okay, Lord Deputy of Ireland. Hmm. Yes. What do you think Lord Deputy of Ireland does? Mm, probably, probably you're 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 the guy that's that's there to drive the snakes out. That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> You're mostly there for. But St. Patrick came along and he did that <laughs> pretty early on. So this guy's like, what the fuck do I do now? Uh, back to following rainbows all day long. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Gerald is now, he's the ninth Earl. He's the Lord Deputy of Ireland. He marries a woman named Elizabeth Zush. Mm-hmm. Zushay. Yeah, of the Irish Zush. Zouchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know classic irish name and elizabeth was a first cousin of king henry the seventh mm. king henry vii mm. interesting 
Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty good, marrying the cousin of the king, I think. Financially, I guess. Yeah. You know, safety. I don't, no. I don't know. Was uh, she, was she this, like, otherwise, like, was she kind of a, like a looker? or? Uh, well, this was in the year 15... This was in the 1500s, mm-hmm. so there. So I no, don't, I haven't no seen one was photos. Water. <laughs> 1500s Ireland. Uh, no, no one had enough water to I wash think... away enough yeah. mud from anyone to see what anyone looked like. <laughs> so uh, together, Gerald and Elizabeth had two children named Thomas Fitzgerald and Alice Fitzgerald. Hmm, there we go. Different names. Thomas and Alice. Yeah, different names. They were really branching out. Now, at some point, Elizabeth, the wife, died. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's, I, you know, there's no information. I didn't see why, but of, mm-hmm. you know, pick a, pick one of a billion things yeah. in the 16th century. She dies. Gerald remarries. And his second wife was named Lady Elizabeth Gray. He's got a thing for Elizabeth's, mm-hmm. which is nice. Keeps it easy. And uh, Elizabeth Gray was also a cousin of the king. Ooh. So he's definitely got a type here. Yeah. <laughs> And these two together, so so <laughs> so um, so Gerald's already got two kids, but these two together have six more kids, and their firstborn is a boy, mm-hmm. whom Gerald Fitzgerald named Gerald Fitzgerald. Oh come on! <laughs> it's got to be a real <laughs> kick in the face if you're the firstborn son. Yeah, you don't get the dad's name, but then the secondborn son gets a dad's name. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but your mom was a little uh, stingy, let's say. So, you know, <laughs> second mom, second mom and I get along pretty good. So she, her kids are going to look good names. Like Kleenex. Um, <laughs> okay. So there. Okay. So I, for your benefit, I cut out a whole lot of really boring political intrigue. You're going to cut out all this, dude. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but just know there's a, there's a, the Gerald mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, the elder was mm-hmm. a big deal and did a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and tensions between Ireland and England are not good, nor do, mm. nor do I think they ever have been. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a new thing at this mm-hmm. time, but he's, he's a, he's a Lord of Ireland, but I think he's, I think, I oh God, I, their history is so stupid. Listen, um, we have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of UK listeners and you, you, you guys are great. I don't know a thing. I don't understand anything about what yeah. you've done Maybe <laughs> to if, get to this point. If one of our UK listeners could just write us a brief email saying, um, you know, what the relationship between Ireland and, uh, and England is all, all about. Yeah, and start, just so start we know. in the 1500s. Yeah, just so And then know. work forward. And make it kind of short. This isn't a very long podcast. So, you know. <laughs> that would be really helpful. Thank you. Um, so I think all we need to know is that uh, that he was often he was often at odds with the king, even though the king was related to him through marriage. And Gerald found himself in and out of the Tower of London quite a lot, <laughs> uh, which famously was a prison. Mm-hmm. So one of the times he found himself inside the Tower of London <laughs> was in February of 1534, and uh, oh, he found himself accused of several charges of. Um, I have here of, I honestly couldn't even follow what, so <laughs> I don't, he's, he's charged on some things and he decided to turn himself in. So he's, he's in the tower of London in, mm-hmm. in 1534. 
So this is when he's like, this might be the big one. I might not be coming back to Ireland. Mm, okay. So he formally transitions all his powers to his firstborn son, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All this, right. so th- Thomas gets something out of this. Like, he doesn't get, the, yeah. <laughs> doesn't get the cool name. Doesn't I get guess, the cool name, right. He does get the money. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So now Thomas is formally known. He's the he's now the 10th Earl mm-hmm. of Kildare. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Gerald sails to London. When he gets there, he's like, hello. 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 I'd like to turn. No, he's Irish. Sorry. <laughs> Reset. Reset. Uh, do you want to you take a stab? I like to turn myself in. Pardon for duty. Hi. Hello. I'd like to turn myself in. Yeah. I'd like. Hello. Oi. How do Irish people say hello? Hello. <laughs> I'd like to turn myself in. Uh, and they're like, great, we accept. <laughs> and they throw him in the tower. And seven months later, Gerald Fitzgerald dies of broken grief. heart. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah that well, counts. Okay. Yeah, we'll give it to you. So when Thomas hears that his father has died in the Tower of London, he's, he's pretty mad about that. Mm-hmm. And he did what I assume you do when you're super mad at the king. Mm-hmm. Um, he summoned a council in Dublin and publicly renounced his allegiance to his cousin, King Henry VIII. Wow. Woo. Big words. This is a pretty, this is a pretty big, big move, I think. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Which makes me think at this time, relations between Ireland and England were probably, maybe not good, but like at least like, maybe, you know, they may have been tenuous, mm-hmm. but it seems like they were pretty stable. Yeah. And then uh, Thomas comes along and is like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> so if that's true, this is a pretty pivotal moment in Ireland's history. Uh, and I want to apologize to everyone listening who, who, who knows more for about this. This might yeah. be a really important thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I bet there are lots of podcasts that talk about this. And I encourage you to go find one. <laughs> we are not listening to them, though. <laughs> oh, why would we? They're probably long. Uh, the only thing I'll note here is that when uh, when Thomas went to Dublin to do to hold his council and to declare mm-hmm. his uh, his independence, he brought along 140 armored gallow glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you even want to try to guess what a gallow glass? A, a gallow glass? I mean, it's, yeah. it has something to do with a hanging, maybe. Mm. Maybe gallow. Is it, it's is not it? impossible. I'll say it. it's okay. not impossible. Fair enough. They were, this is a quote here, uh, elite mercenary warriors who were principally members of the Norse Gaelic clans of Ireland uh, and Scotland. Okay. When you say gallow glasses, I thought you meant like they're like mugs or steins maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steins that you hang and you sure. say. Yeah. <laughs> You're up. No. Yes. So uh, he brought these 140, 140 gallow glasses and they all had silk fringes on their helmets and because of that, Thomas Fitzgerald became therefore their two for henceforth forever known as Silken Thomas. <laughs> that's <laughs> boy. That's it's a, not a name that stirs a lot of fear in the hearts of your enemies. I think. Yeah. It <laughs> definitely sounds like like the type of nickname that you would get from Donald Trump in the middle of a debate. That would just like stick. <laughs> like, fuck, I'm silken Thomas for the rest of my life now. <laughs> Soft, velvety Thomas. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so Thomas caused the king a, 
a whole lot of headache, obviously. And eventually King Henry had him executed Mm -hmm. along with all five of his uncles. Bloodline chopped. Mm. All done. All done, bloodline. Uh, Except for, of course, uh, Gerald Fitzgerald's second son, Mm -hmm. Gerald Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Sure. Gerald Fitzgerald then becomes the 11th Earl of Kildare. Mm Mm-hmm. He's 12 years old. Mm. So this is a this is a real thrust into power uh, situation <laughs> here. <laughs> and counselors to the to the king uh, advised ad, ad, advised them to get rid of of the bloodline once and for all. They were like, "Hey, hey, Edward, mm-hmm. you've gone, you've done a good job so far. Mm-hmm. You've killed almost all of Fitzgerald's. Yeah. There's just a few loose ends of type. I think, I think, um, what did I say? Six kids. So there's yeah. like five more out there, mm-hmm. six more out there. Cause he haven't killed him. Yes. So there's only six more out there. Yeah. You kill those six. You're done for sure. And so the King is thinking about it and word of that gets across to Ireland. So the, the family friends of, of, uh, of Gerald were like, Hey, Hey, we got to get this kid out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's safe. So they hide him in Italy Ooh. And this is where Gerald Fitzgerald Jr.'s life <laughs> really, really takes a hmm. an exciting turn in is it, Italy. Is, is it like a is is it like The Godfather? And does he fall in love with a woman while he's being you know hidden in Italy? In a sense, the, but not chance. a woman so much as demons. I guess okay. is the right answer. Does Just. It, just hold on a second. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, um, so they hide him in Italy, and he's taken in by a distant relative, Cardinal Reginald Pole. So now Gerald is of a schooling age, of course. He's 12. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, there's this cool thing going on in Italy called the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of schooling to be had, a lot of learning, a lot of new ideas, a lot of excitement bubbling around, uh, sciences and things. Mm-hmm. And Gerald dives in. During his studies, he he learned that he particularly enjoyed studying medicine, astronomy, mm-hmm. metallurgy, mm-hmm. and alchemy. Okay. So, I mean, it's it, it's, it's sounding sounding pretty wizardy to me. Yeah, it's getting yeah. it's yeah. it's getting more wizardy <laughs> as we uh, as we go along. So, for anyone unfamiliar, alchemy is um, <laughs> basically the idea. That you can transform matter from one thing to another, so you could transform. The, the idea in the Renaissance was you could, uh, if you learn, if you figured, it, if you if you really studied alchemy, you could mm. figure out how to turn things like iron or lead into gold. This is the whole deal. Um, now that's not a possible yeah. thing. We the, now know. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Renaissance had the little like uh, like crackpot, um, you know, coattail riders. Yeah, like, you could only oh. be so enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see you making a beautiful painting. Wouldn't that be nice if it was made of gold? Mm-hmm. Gold? Yeah. For only three gold payments, $18.95, you could also have this coin. <laughs> um, so, alchemy, so he's studying alchemy. So obviously there's an element of magic that's sort of inherent in the idea of alchemy. Mm-hmm. And the study of that leads Gerald, therefore, rather naturally, to the occult. Mm. And Gerald starts to study the dark arts. Oh. He takes to it quite well. Um, he spends years studying sorcery in Europe. And mostly it's in Italy, but he kind of travels mm-hmm. the whole area and uh, different countries and things and just learning from wizards all over over the place. 
and people back home now, back in Ireland and in England, are both enthralled with the stories of this this up and coming wizard because you know news gets back and they're like, "Hey, that kid, <laughs> that kid sounds pretty cool now." <laughs> Last time I saw him, he was living under the stairs at his aunt and uncle's house. And now. <laughs> he now. was whisked away by a gigantic <laughs> gamekeeper. And now he's going to be great at parties. So he's invited back to attend the court of King Edward the Sixth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Edward is like. Edward. Edward is obviously related to the Henrys that came before. So he's he's clearly aware of like the fact that there's, you know, there's some historical kind of awkwardness between <laughs> the Fitzgeralds and uh, and his bloodline, but uh Edward's like, I don't know, magic is pretty cool. I like wizards. Yeah. That's neat. I do love Harry <laughs> Potter. So, you know, come on over. Mm-hmm. And uh so so Gerald comes back. So he's at this point he's I think he's almost 20 at this point. And he comes back and he goes to the court of of Edward VI. And he performs some tricks. Some uh, well, I yeah. that's that's belittling. I'm sorry. <laughs> he performs some very serious dark magic. Uh-huh. And Ed, Edward sees this and he's like, "Hey, this this is pretty cool. Yeah. I like this a lot." And so he gives he gives Gerald back all his lands and titles. After a few says, fucking card tricks and a poof of smoke, that's it, it must be something yeah. bigger. I <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it must have been pretty impressive. <laughs> Uh, so now it's 1554 and Gerald Fitzgerald, the 11th Earl of Kildare, thusly returns to Kilkea Castle, uh, with all his lands and titles, and he returns as an incredibly powerful wizard. Hmm. While he was at Edward's court, uh, Gerald met a young woman whose name was Mabel Brown. She was a daughter of Sir Anthony Brown, who was master of the horse. Uh, I mean, I'd like a little more information about the master. <laughs> I assume he's the, like head of King Edward's horses. Okay, of the stables, maybe. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, a horse master. Sure, quarter. You know, yes. uh, quartermaster. Is that what they call it? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't. Yes. I mean, it sounds different than master of the horse, but not. I guess. <laughs> Master of the horse. Would you rather be called master of the horse or quartermaster? Master of the horse. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's master of the horse. And so Ger- <laughs> Gerald and Mabel, they hit it off and they are married in 1554, the same year that Gerald returns to uh, his castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fast and furious, but here's a fun fact. So after, so Anthony, Mabel's dad, master of horse, mm-hmm. <laughs> famous yeah. master of horse, Anthony, um, his, when his first wife died, he married Gerald's sister, Elizabeth, and uh, which basically meant Gerald was married now to his niece. <laughs> it seems like kind of a dick move from uh, from Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of slot that in there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 15th, 16th century uh, Europe. I think that's probably one of the tamer things that has happened within. Uh, They're just trying to be like the royalty. Sure. Yeah. That's true. Um, so anyway, so now Gerald and Mabel are living, you know, <laughs> that fucking agonizing 16th century life uh, in a castle in Ireland. And it's it's pretty good for a while. Mm-hmm. But there's one big problem. Gerald Fitzgerald is Catholic. Still? After all this? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm a master uh, of the dark art. I don't know how he squares that. That's a good yeah. question. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but he's he's still a Catholic. He still practices, and the British don't love that because mm-hmm. they made a whole thing of not being that anymore. Right. Yeah. And this is, of course, there's a lot of religious unrest, and there's Protestants, and there's mm-hmm. Catholics, and you know whatever. So they're locking up basically anyone who says anything bad about the Protestants out loud. And uh, and Gerald was not afraid to share his opinions on uh, on those goddamn separatists. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> so Gerald and Mabel find themselves constantly attacked <laughs> and also arrested by the English. <laughs> so it's like you can have your landed castles back. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. see you soon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sucks. Now Gerald's army is pretty small, but you don't need a big army. When you've got dark sorcery at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was well known for his use of magic to repel English soldiers. His magic was so strong, his wizardry so powerful, that people began to refer to Gerald Fitzgerald, the 11th Earl of Kildare, Mm -hmm. as the Wizard Earl. Hmm. (laughs) You would have gone with something different? I'm just, I'm thinking more of Earl in terms of like, the My Name is Earl television series. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Alakazam, etc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, so powerful was his magic uh, that twice he was arrested for religious treason, which is a it carries a, a mm-hmm. sentence of death. He sounds pretty bad at, at actually repelling the English. Like you're talking about. He, well, he hold on a second. Well. Okay. Hold on a second. It's <laughs> <laughs> only half of the sentence. Uh, and both times he cast a spell on uh, who is now King King Edward's successor on Queen Elizabeth the first, mm-hmm. and the spell caused her to pardon him both times. Oh, wow! Okay, so the ma- the magic is strong, mm-hmm. and the magic is handy. The magic may also be pretty sexual in nature. <laughs> Not sure, <laughs> but there's some subtext. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but as is true for all good things, the magic, it's not for women. Mm-hmm. It's men only. <laughs> this is, this is men, mad. this is man magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty difficult for the time. Sure. Yeah. And all times, I think. <laughs> um, men that do magic, wizards, right? Women that do yeah. magic, witches. Oh, Gotta no, burn yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> burn it and drown it. Yeah. So this is why Gerald was a little, he's a little annoyed when one day his wife, Mabel, comes mm-hmm. up to him and says, uh, hey, hey, man, I hear you're a powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. Can I see? <laughs> Can I see what you do? Can I see uh-huh. your stuff? Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, of course not. You're not a man <laughs> and you're not the queen. <laughs> so he refuses. And but she she persists. She's like, I hear you can shapeshift. I really want to see you shapeshift. If Amy could shapeshift, do you think you would want to see that? Here's the thing. I don't know. She might be able to right now. There's a lot of people in this house. So, mm-hmm. even like cats in this house. So she yeah. could be, she could be down here right now, pooping on the floor. I wouldn't even she know. She turned into a refrigerator yeah. and she's standing right back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she wants to, she wants to see him shapeshift. So, uh, she begs him and he's like, no, I'm not showing you. You're a woman. I'm not going to do magic in (laughs) front of you, but she keeps asking and he keeps telling her, no, you can't look at magic. You're a girl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she keeps at it. And so eventually he's like, all right, 
All right, look, you got to stop bothering me. <laughs> I have so much work to do. So I will make you a deal. I will show you three, three magics. Okay. And you, your face is frozen. How's your internet? Your face is also frozen for a while. Huh. Hmm. But you're back now. You so. are too. That's interesting. Hmm. It's not ideal. Uh, okay. So where are we here? So, so he says no magic for you because you're a lady. And she says, yeah. fuck it. Just I please, want to see some please. magic. Just please magic. It. Magic, please. Mm-hmm. Do, ma- do magic. Mm-hmm. Do magic. Do magic. Turn into like magic, a, yes. yeah. Turn into a big old cactus. Just something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> show me. He said, what? Sorry. What is a cactus? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's Britain. You know, you got to think about mm-hmm. British stuff. Turn into, turn into some wet meat. Yeah. That's not tasty. Can you do that? Turn Daddy into, can do. Turn into boiling a chicken for four hours. Can you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so uh, so she keeps at it, and eventually he's like, uh, look, I'll make you a deal. You got to stop bothering me. So mm. I, I, I will show you three magics. Mm. Okay. And if you make it through all three magics without flinching... And you cannot, you cannot flinch. You cannot move. You cannot respond. Like if you are just like real cool about it mm-hmm. through all three magics, I will shapeshift for you. Okay. But during these three magics, if you flinch at all, I will disappear and you will never see me again. Which I think is kind of a win-win for Mabel. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if she does it, yeah. she gets to see some cool magic. Uh-huh. If she doesn't, she gets to be rid of this guy who won't show her magic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the worst thing. <laughs> so she agrees. And Gerald's like, all right. And then Gerald rolls up his sleeves because he's going to go to work. Mm-hmm. For the first trick... He reaches out his hands in the direction of a river that flows near the castle, which is um, uh, the River Grease. Grease? Greasy. Mm, okay. It's the Greasy River. R-I-E-S-E. Greasy, yeah, greasy River, which yeah. sounds exactly mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and using using the dark arts, he commanded the river to swell up and flood the banquet hall of Kilkea Castle, which is where they're hanging out. Um, so the waters rise up mm-hmm. very quickly. Uh, and they spill over the banks of the river. They climb up the hill, and they enter the hall. Within seconds, hmm. the banquet hall is flooded. They don't stop. The water is rising higher and higher. It's up to their knees. Mm-hmm. Then it's up to their waists. Then it's up to their shoulders. The water touches Mabel's mouth. Ugh. Greasy river water? And greasy river water yeah. touches Mabel's mouth, and she does not flinch. So Gerald's like... Okay, you've passed the first test. Pretty good. Trick the second. So he moves on to trick the second. For this one, for his next trick, he whispers a magic spell. And after a few minutes, there's a knock at the banquet hall door. So he goes over and he opens a door and in walks the rotting corpse of a very dear friend of Mabel's who had died like a few months earlier. So it's not in good shape. Mm-hmm. It's someone she cared about deeply and was mm-hmm. very sad that had died. Yeah. The whole room still smells like river at this point, right? Well, now river and corpse. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. 
I'm wincing at this point, and I'm and like, and I don't even think any of this is real. I'm still wincing. So, <laughs> well, first of all, this is called history, so I encourage you to look it up. So it's it is real, and the the friend walks into the banquet hall, walks right up to Mabel, mm-hmm. takes her hand and kisses it with its gross, sticky rot lips. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the corpse turns and walks through the castle wall, disappears, vanishes into the castle wall. Hmm. And again, Mabel, stone cold. Hmm. Good for She's her. A pro. Yeah. Good for her. Yes. Um, so Gerald moves on to the third test. He conjures a serpent-like monster, this huge, like, dragon-like thing. Mm-hmm. Like Jafar does. Yeah. Sort of like that. A uh, <laughs> little more dragon-like, but yes, that's the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and it slithers into the room through one of the windows. Now the, the the dragon slides across the room. It wraps itself around Mabel, just like coiling up her body. And it's slimy. It's squeezing her. It's got fangs that are dripping mm. with venom. She's seriously freaked out. But she doesn't flinch. Mm. And Gerald is very impressed. Sure, yeah. So he waves his hand. He makes the the the, the dragon thing disappear, and uh, and he's impressed. He's like, Mabel, those are my coolest tricks. <laughs> Didn't even blink. I was wrong about you. You are ready to see me transform. Gerald throws <laughs> off his cloak. <laughs> The room fills with mist. There's the wet musk of raw sexuality. <laughs> and he lifts his hands into the air and he says, poof. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, question? He what? says poof? Yeah, I think he I, says poof. I don't think you, Probably. Say, you don't say poof. That's I think you like, could say poof. The, smoke, the smoke makes a poof. You don't say poof. But just in case the smoke doesn't do it, you want to you wanna hammer it in with, by saying after, poof. After these two coolest tricks ever, he can't, he can't make smoke that goes poof? Well, he could be, the, the smoke does go poof. I'm right, clear yeah. about it. The smoke okay. goes poof, but he yeah. also you want to <laughs> you want to make sure it's like a resounding poof. <laughs> you want to yeah. So he but you stand behind the smoke so that they can't right. see your mouth go poof. poof. Yeah, through the smoke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's smoke and poof. Okay. Right. So there's a poof of smoke. Mm. Should I restart the final countdown? No, <laughs> no, no, no I'm back? good. No. I'm good. Okay. Uh, so he goes poof, and <laughs> and a puff of smoke. Gerald transforms himself mm. into a little bird. Hold on a second. I got it. Yeah, Soundbite for a little bird. Into mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bird. <laughs> I don't know if that. I don't know if it needs the same song. But, uh. Hold on. You get it, yeah, right. It seems kind of convenient. I mean, that's you could also just keep a little bird in your cloak, right? Yeah, but he, yeah, yes. I mean, but now he's gone. Yeah, I mean, they're the, in a banquet hall. Where do you think he went? <laughs> there was a poof of smoke. Where do, I mean, that's the whole point of the poof of smoke. Poof. Yeah, you disappear in the poof. <laughs> yeah, you, th- you know, throw a throw a dead bird on the ground and you run out the back door and there's a live bird. Well, okay, fine. You throw a live bird on the ground and you go out the back door. Yeah, I, I, I encourage you to just wait twenty more seconds <laughs> because 
you're going to like this. <laughs> so Gerald transforms himself into a little, a little blackbird, mm-hmm. um, you know, cloak on the floor. Right. Like it's Gerald. It's him. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. No doubt. Is the bird wearing like wearing a little version of the cloak? Or? No, the cloak did not change. Oh, okay, okay. The I, cloak did not transform. I mean, Good it question. Seems like if you yeah. can, if you can do that level of magic, I figure you can probably make a little. He probably could have if he wanted to, but he didn't. He was too busy saying "poof" to, yeah. <laughs> to, to make that part happen. So Gerald, as a little bird, he fly he he flies on the Mabel's shoulder, mm-hmm. and he sits there and he tilts his little little bird head and mm-hmm. he starts singing a real sweet song into mm-hmm. her ear, a little bird song. And what song is that exactly? I thought. Can you play me a snippet? Oh, one song, yeah, please? one second. Let me find it. Here. I, I have it somewhere. Let's see. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> very, very sweet. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> if we get sued by the band <laughs> Europe, I'm be so mad. <laughs> so Gerald. So Gerald Bird. Jumps onto her shoulder, starts singing "Final Countdown" into her ear. Mm-hmm. But they, Gerald and Mabel, had forgotten one crucial thing, and it was to to lock out the pet cat. And when Gerald turns into a bird, the cat comes running into the room, jumps on the table, leaps onto Mabel's shoulder, and eats Gerald Fitzgerald, the bird. Ooh! The cat, mm-hmm. the cat ate the wizard Earl of Kildare. <laughs> ate it, it crunched it, and ate it. Mm-hmm. And Gerald did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> and Mabel's Mabel's stoicism falters, mm-hmm. and she's so shocked she she passes out. Yeah. She comes to later, uh, a few minutes later. All that's left of Gerald is his cloak on the floor, mm-hmm. and cloak. a few feathers. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later, later, a little pile of bird bones uh, that was thrown up by the cat. <laughs> And she is just floored by this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was not how anyone saw this going. <laughs> and she doesn't know what to do. So she gathers up the cloak and the bones. And she's like, this is all I have left of mm-hmm. Gerald. Mm-hmm. And she lays the cloak and the bones in a cave beneath the fort of Mulligmast. Mulligmast. Mm-hmm. Mulligmast. Mm-hmm. Which was just to the north of Kilkea Castle. And in that damp, dark place, the Wizard Earl's dark magic set itself to work once more. Because it turns out, on the seventh day of the seventh month uh-huh. of every seventh year, from okay, July seventh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, July 7th. the ghost of Gerald mm-hmm. Fitzgerald <laughs> rises up from the cave. And he jumps on the back of a white horse with silver shoes. Mm-hmm. And he, along with the ghosts of his men at arms, ride across the Kura. Now, at this point, he's not hes not the little bird anymore, right? No, good question. <laughs> he's a man. <laughs> good question. He's a big, strong man. Uh, and he and his men ride across I was, the I was, Kura. I was actually just as into it if, if he was still the bird. Even with the full-size cloak, I would have been fine with that. If he was a bird, why would he need the horse with the silver shoes, Patrick? Well, be- well, because you want to look commanding to your officers. Like your officers, Oh, that's true. You're also very difficult to follow if you're a little black bird at night. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's like a symbiotic relationship. It's like the uh, the the fish that eat the 
the food off the hippo's teeth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Did I get that? Nailed it. Perfect. Yeah. First try. Yeah, it was great. I have a membership to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're right across the car. Do you know what the car is? I had to look this up. Uh, I don't know. Is that is it like a is it a bog? Everything over there seems to be like a. It's bog. not a bog. Good. That's mm-hmm. a good guess. Uh, I just you knew so much about the Isle of Man. I thought maybe you'd know about the car. I don't know about the car. It's a uh, it's a big uh, big 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 uh, grassy area. I think. A big grassy um, area in Ireland. Well, wow. I'm not Can done. you be any Stop more specific? <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Where they do a bunch of the big horse races. Mm, okay. Now, not then. Now. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so every seven years, Gerald Fitzgerald rides across the craw, and he's striking fear into the hearts of travelers and farmers. And today, I assume today, mm-hmm. according to Google Maps. Also, striking fear to the hearts of several KFCs. <laughs> and uh, by the way, if you do the math, you will realize that Gerald Fitzgerald was riding across Ireland this year, this July, July 7th. Hmm. Uh, and we missed it. Ah, well, I didn't but, know. But yeah, so in seven years, mm-hmm. this might be t- seven years, I think we can build up a, enough of a fan base over there. We could go on tour. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And do a live interview yeah. uh, podcast. I of... totally plan on doing this podcast for the next seven years. Absolutely, <laughs> I do. You said that as if you might not. What do you, do we need to, is this an, do we need to have a meeting, an employee meeting? Is this because I made you take, uh, I tried to get you to work uh, on an unpaid vacation, on an unpaid unpaid work day on Labor Day? I, I, I had to, I had to uh, file a complaint with my, uh, with, with my, uh, my foreman for that one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry fortunately that's me and uh <laughs> your, I, I meant to tell you your complaint was denied ah, <laughs> um but yeah that happened in july so hey hey friends over there if you if you saw the wizard earl tearing ass on horseback mm-hmm. in july you send us a picture we'd love to see that mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh and as a final quote here once uh quite quite a while ago long ago um one one brave idiot Entered the cave beneath the fort to see what was down there. Mm-hmm. And he drew his sword for what? As you do, sure. Yeah, you would go check it out. If oh, I told absolutely. you, hey, yeah. that cave over there, yeah. there's an angry ghost mm-hmm. who rides on horseback with a dozen men every seven years. Mm-hmm. Go, go kill him, will you? <laughs> you would, you'd do it. <laughs> the weirdest Elden Ring mission ever, but <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> So this guy goes in, he draws his sword for protection um, because that's going to work against a ghost for yeah, sure. Yeah, classically. <laughs> and, uh, and in doing so, when he draws the sword, he wakes the ghost of Gerald Fitzgerald who appeared and said, is it time yet? Uh, and this young man is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. But he ends up in his panic doing the exact right thing, the mm. only actual right mm. thing to do in a situation. Mm. He runs away. No, even better than that. <laughs> he says, um, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and Gerald Ghost said, okay. <laughs> and he returned to his slumber. Uh, hit the old snooze bar for another few years. <laughs> if a ghost asks you if it's time yet, mm-hmm. you say no, it's not. <laughs> that is a hard and fast rule. That's an eye tag yeah. rule. Ghosts aren't eye usually promise. Ghosts aren't usually there to like drive you to the ice cream parlor or anything like that. No, so. no. Uh, 
<laughs> it's a good thing he did because Irish legend has it that when the silver shoes of the white horse that Gerald Fitzgerald rides, when those shoes are worn down to nothing, the enchantment that's keeping him in the cave for every seven years mm-hmm. will break, and Gerald Fitzgerald, the wizard earl, will rise up in full strength to rid Ireland of its enemies. Mm. I assume the number one enemy on that list is cats. (laughs) (laughs) First things first. The British we don't like, Mm -hmm. but first, I don't get that fucking cat. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the story of the wizard Earl of Kildare. Wow. (laughs) Brave little bird. (laughs) Okay, that's it. This was, I was sitting on this one for a while because I thought it was going to be a ghosty, a short one. I was mm-hmm. like, we can't do this. Um, and I finally, I finally started researching it more mm-hmm. and there's just so many weird, like, first of all, because it's, it's a British Irish thing. There's just mm-hmm. so much fucking dumb history, the lineage, <laughs> you know, which is important, but uh, it's so much of it. Like, well, we could fill, we could fill some time here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you, it's interesting. If you go and read the the blogs about the Wizard Earl, you'll get the magic stuff. If you go to read the history of the person, you mm. will get like, oh, and then he traveled to Italy, and then he did this. So mm. I guess what I've learned here is that um, research can tell you more things about something. Mm. And Not I didn't know that until now. Interesting things, but things nonetheless. No, but enough so. things to make it at least an hour-long episode. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> check it off the list. That was it. That so that's the story of the Wizard Earl of Kildare. And if you like it, hey, I got news for you. Next week we're going to be back with the uh, uh, the story of the the American Desert Horror Show that is going to be just wild. Uh, you might wish you'd heard that first. So take note, <laughs> Facebook friends. <laughs> Patrick, any final notes? Any final thoughts? Any, no. Uh, any, looking 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 forward to the uh, to the American uh, American horror desert thing next week. Absolutely. Um, yeah. but for now, no, just very happiest little, uh, this little birdie, um, you know, got what was coming to him basically. It's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice at all. Uh, I, 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 I do love that. Like, this is pretty clearly, a some sort of attempt to not go to jail in the 1500s. And he's like, okay, you're going to have to t- tell this very precise story. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to create a big snake. That's going to scare you. We're going to bring the river up into the ballroom. You're going to say you mopped afterwards. And We're going to have to make your dress wet. Are you yeah. cool with that? Good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it it may be that this was, that he just left. <laughs> um, but it also may be that his widow buried bird bones in a cloak in a mm-hmm. cave. And who are, who are we to say? Not me. It's it's probably the most unbelievable thing we've talked about <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, and we had a mongoose named Jeff on here a few months ago. <laughs> I was so. just going to say, except maybe the mongoose <laughs> ghost named Jeffrey. <laughs> well, that's it for us, friends. We will see you again next week on Is This a Ghost? <laughs> <laughs>